whenever I was associating to all those things, it almost felt like I was empty and never fulfilling yeah. my purpose. Yeah. When all along, if I look back and mm. zoomed out in my life, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a human being, not a human doing. Hey, I got the power. I got the power. I got the, I got the. It is now episode three of the Power Up Podcast. My name is Ashley, and I'm here with my twin brother, Jose Alvarez, a.k.a. Zay. When you see him in the streets, speak, and he'll speak back to you. (laughs) But anyway, man, so I'm so thankful to be in front of you all today. As you know, we are just here to have purposeful conversations as brothers, as men, man, as just people that want to be better and do better every single day. So, Jose, my brother. Yeah. My friend. I always catch you off guard with the questions, but I'm going to start it off to see what you're going to say. All right? Are you ready for this question? Yeah, I'm ready. Woo-wee! All right. The question is this. What has been the hardest thing that you've had to do? Ooh. Yes, sir. What has been the hardest thing that you've had to do? Mm, 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 mm. So... I'm trying to get back in shape. Okay. And so... In shape of what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to look like, hey, man, everybody, the kids be like, yo, I remember these these kids were like, take off your jacket, man. You're like, what? Take off your jacket. They they can see the muscles busting through the thing. And so I'm trying to get like you. So I would say fitness. Okay. Achieving health and fitness at an optimal level. Okay. Has been the hardest thing for me. Mm. That's the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. And you know why? What? Because I don't see result, immediate results. Okay. Like, I don't know what's happening sometimes. Like, you can step on the scale every day, but to really see a significant change, it's going to take time. Mm. And I need to see okay. instant. But there was a time you said to get back in shape. So I'm guessing there was a time when you were once in shape or like maybe in your, probably in terms of like fitness, you're probably like at I was at level. a weight goal that I was pretty satisfied with okay okay but i don't think that was a healthy um that it wasn't a healthy mm. way that i achieved that weight goal. okay yeah okay because I, I i had uh well i guess i should just say like i had a <laughs> autoimmune disease, <laughs> autoimmune, autoimmune disease <laughs> um and there were just days where I, my body was just in so much pain that I wouldn't eat. Mm. I wouldn't eat the whole day. The next day I'd snack on something. Mm-hmm. And I was always sleepy and tired because yeah. they had diagnosed me with chronic fatigue syndrome. And so it didn't matter how many, how many hours of sleep I got, but like I was always tired. Mm. And so I just started losing weight significantly. Like Yeah, you felt like, like 30 some pounds. Yeah, like I remember my coworkers at the time when I was working, they're like, Jose, your clothes is falling off. Mm. But like, I didn't even have time to buy new clothes because my weight just kept dropping, dropping, dropping. Yeah. And then when I got to a healthy place, I was like, oh, snap, look at me, you know, da, da, da. But so again, I didn't try to lose the weight. It just happened. It just of. happened. But then I was happy with that. But then I started, <laughs> then COVID happened. Then COVID, I, I would say, I would blame COVID just like everybody else. Oh, COVID yeah. happened and just at home all day, snacking all day. And then I just love food. But yeah, that's been the hardest thing I've had to do for sure. It's just to try to be disciplined and get back. Or at least get in shape, stay fitness, stay um, healthy in that sense. Okay. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. I feel you. Give me some. That's, ah, I see. <laughs> um, not that you asked. 
But I think for me, man, one of the hardest things I've As ever a, had to do. What's been the hardest thing that you've had to do? Man, we're going to keep real on this podcast. Uh, one of the hardest things that I've ever had to do is go against my father's wishes. And what oh, I mean yes. by that is, um, so my wife and I had been dating, uh, before we got married, we had been dating for two and a half years when I realized that, man, this is a girl that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life, and I actually want her to be my wife, and so I'm going to go ahead and propose to her. Now, keep in mind, at the time, I was 21 years old, and I believe my wife was 18, 18, yeah, yeah. 18, 18 and a half, and so you know, we're at this stage now where... You know, I really like her. She really likes me. We feel like we have the same vision, same goals, same values. We were dating for like two years or something like that. And so we met at high school, reconnected back in college, all that good stuff. But um, I was like, man, I want to get married. And I remember telling my mom. My mom was super excited. Like, okay, you know, this is cool. If you think she's going to be the one for you, then go ahead. I mean, you know, I have no problems with you proposing to her and then marrying her. But my dad, <laughs> woo, y'all, when I told my dad that I was going to propose to my wife, my dad was not having it. My dad was upset, um, almost to the point where he was just, you know, very firm in his position. And I remember he told me, he was like, man, because I wanted to propose on January 31st of 2013 so that we can get married in 2014. And I remember uh, this was like Christmas break. You know, we were both still in college. But my dad was like, if you propose to her, um, I'm not going to talk to you. And then don't expect for me to show up at the wedding either. And I was like, ha ha, dad. It's all good. You'll get over it, man. I'm going to still do what I'm going to do. And so January 31st, 2013 came around. I picked up my wife. She spent her uh, college break and college winter break in Puerto Rico. So I picked her up from the airport. We hung out in Orlando, and then I proposed to her in Orlando before we went back home to Gainesville. And you all, I was happy. I was excited. I was turned. She was turned. When I got back home, I told my mama what I did. She was really excited. But then when I told my dad what I did, he was like, man, don't don't talk to me. You know, you went against my wish. Like, don't. I'm not going to talk to you. Mm. You know, and don't expect me to show up at the wedding. And so, mind you, I'm still living with my mom and dad at the time and going to college. And so... January rolls by. My dad and I are in the same house, have no conversation. February rolls by, no conversation. March rolls by, no conversation. Like we, I, He would be in the kitchen. I'll be in the living room. I'll get some out of the kitchen. No conversations. Dang. April, May comes, <clears throat> still no conversation. By May, um, my wife Lisa realized that we were going to get married in July. So we have proposed a date for July 7th which was like our anniversary that we called when we were dating. And so on July 7th, I remember I'm getting ready, everything, you know, inviting a couple people to the wedding. We wanted to have like a small wedding. But my mom, of course, was going to show up. And some of my other family was going to show up as well. And so, y'all, July 7th came. My mom was there. Uh, some of my family members was there. Some of my dads, like um, my uncle was there. You know, some of his people were there. But my dad wasn't there. And the wedding was just like 10 minutes away from our house. And he didn't show up. And so at that point, I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, I'm going to still enjoy the day. I'm going to still uh, do what I got to do. But I, I'm, I'm a husband now. You know, I have to take care of my family, me and mine. I just have to move in the direction I feel like I'm going to go. But, you know, fast forward, like, you know, me and my dad 
took a while, but we got over it. He really loves my wife. You know, he really, um, I didn't believe that I think made the best decision and, you know, just really respected me after that. And really, you know, we we're able to, we butt heads a little bit, but we were, it's all love. You know, and I think he respected that I stood firm in my decision, but I think I also had to respect that he stood firm in his decision. So I think part of me, the hardest thing that I had to do is just face him and be like, no, no matter how you feel, I'm still going to marry Lisa. I'm still going to marry my wife. Fast forward, my wife and I are married for nine years. We're going on year 10. Woo, we have woo. two beautiful daughters. Yes. Beautiful daughters, man. And it's been a fun, amazing ride. So and they far. love their grandpa. And they love their grandpa. Yeah. You know, and they love my, my mom as well. And so that has been the hardest thing that I've ever had to do. Wow. Man. Goodness. But this leads us to our topic for today. Now, this is a topic that a lot of people talk about. A lot of people have questions about. Okay. A lot of people... Um, Probably you think late night about it. Probably, you know, even college maybe have some type of anxiety or fear or even scared about it. And that is the context or the word purpose. Mm. Purpose. Mm. What is my purpose in life? What is my purpose in life? How do I find my purpose in life? When do I know I'm going to get my purpose in life? My purpose, my purpose, my purpose. Everybody out here, a lot of people are age. While we were in college, while we were even in young adulthood now and still trying to make it, like a lot of people are trying to still figure out what their purpose is. And so I'm curious for the world watching, bro, like what what does purpose even mean to you? What is your purpose if you know? Mm-hmm. Like talk to us about purpose a little bit. And so I'm going to answer, but then I want to rewind. Okay? okay. And so for me, I always say your purpose is revealed to you. Okay. And so mm. I think about driving late at night. And you got your headlights on, what is your low beams, high beams, whatever it is. We live out in the country, so we got to use our high beams because them deers be crossing the streets mm-hmm. and hit, hitting our cars. But that's a different story for another day. And as you're driving, your headlights are showing you about six to eight feet in yeah, front of you. Yeah. But you can't see what's ahead. Mm-hmm. And now if you're taking the same road that you're used to, you know what's coming up ahead. Oh, I'm about to make a turn or mm-hmm. there's a curve sharp turn whatever but your headlights are revealing to you what's in front of you mm-hmm. as you're driving forward mm-hmm. and so i believe that as you're let's say you're in school as you're going to school as you're taking classes you're going to figure out what you like to study what you yes. don't like to study yes as you start i don't know dating right you're going to figure out like what is best for you what kind of person you don't want to spend your life with right like you, as you're going forward as you're moving forward you're going to see okay things are being revealed to me mm-hmm. cuz every day we're growing every day we're learning more and more about ourselves yeah. you know there's things mm-hmm. that i forget like oh i used to like this but oh okay for instance so i had autoimmune disease before that i loved cilantro and avocados but because of this autoimmune disease mm. and the way my body had to reset, my body is literally allergic to avocados and cilantro mm-hmm. now. And so who I used to be before 2021 yeah. is different than who I am now because even how I eat is different. Yeah. Right? And things have had to adjust to that. And so I know I went the long way around, but your purpose is revealed to you as you're driving, mm. as you're moving forward. Now, I will say for Jose, I tied a lot of my purpose, a.k.a. also my identity, mm. to the things that I was doing already. Okay. And so I used to be, before I met Ashley, when people ask me, like, who are you, Jose? I'd say, oh, I'm a third year at the University <laughs> of Florida majoring in family, youth, and community sciences. Yeah. I'm involved in mm-hmm. this, and I do this, and I sit on this board, and I do that, and I, I won this award. Da, 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 da. 
And it was all about what I did, 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 yeah. but not who I was. Mm-hmm. And then I met Asley, and then he challenged me. And he's like, Jose, who are you? Like, almost like he was getting yeah. mad at me. No, who are you? And then he would say, Asley would say, I'm a husband, I'm a father, I'm an uncle, I'm a son, I'm mm-hmm. a servant, I'm a friend, I'm a brother, like all these things. And I was like, he's so right. Mm-hmm. He's so right. And so for me, I think that at a time, whenever I was associating to all those things, it almost felt like I was empty and never fulfilling yeah. my purpose. Yeah. When all along, if I look back and mm. zoomed out in my life, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm a human being, not a human doing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so what? <laughs> so, so you... I don't know. I, I take away. I mean, in that case, so what's your? What would you say your purpose is then? Oh, is that the? Question? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was great. That was great. You gave us. You went forward before, yeah. and then you came back. No, definitely. But for sure. you know, what's your purpose now? What do you think it is? I know my purpose is because faith is really big to me, and it's okay. the foundation of who I am uh-huh. and what I do. Yeah. My purpose is at the ending of the day to get. To a place when God calls me home to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Mm. And so every day I'm striving to make God proud. Okay. To honor him, to glorify him in everything that I mm. do. Everything. Anybody I talk to, anything I say that comes out of my mouth, anything my hands touch, anything I think about. Like, mm-hmm. I, I saw a quote one time that says, if it, if it... Mm pleases it, it no it said if it breaks god's heart why do you think it will fulfill yours mm. and so i always think about that like am i honoring god am i not honoring god and not in the sense of um like trying to be self-righteous right right but in the sense of mm. like i find joy when i know that i'm walking in my purpose yeah mm. and so i i got to a place where whenever i left my nine to five in between the nine to five mm-hmm. and then trying to see hopefully she was going to work out. <laughs> I got to a place where I was honestly like, I am okay. Even though I got two degrees from a prestigious university mm. to work at Publix as a bagger. If that means that I must fulfill my purpose there. Mm. I did. Mm. I got, I was like, I was so excited. I was like, and thinking already, and you had sent me a video about this guy who had made an impact. Um, as a bagger one time, he would like, oh, yes, yes. Like I was excited to start doing that. I just wanted to bring a smile to people's faces mm. because I have joy that comes from God and I wanted other people wow. to experience that same joy. That's good. But it took me 23 years to... That's good. Oh, so. I forgot about that video. Man, yes. we'll have to drop it in the uh, like description, but it's Let's a video, it. man, yeah. of this guy who used to work at Publix and he would like write down special notes and he would like put the notes in the public's bag as people would come through the lines and you know people would read them right after and it got so uh overwhelming that with joy that everybody would just go to the line that he was going in because so many people mm-hmm. had heard about what he was doing mm-hmm. and this is a person that public says just bagging but making such an impact such a difference and so to pinpoint some of the things that you just said so do you feel like you're walking in your purpose Definitely. Okay, you feel yeah. like you're being purposeful. Yeah. Okay. So, for me, I think our, our uh, definitions match a little bit, but for me, <laughs> when I think of purpose, um, I think there's there's three things that people get mixed up 
Um, and it can be difficult to then figure out what those things are. Okay. And so I think a lot of times people focus, they want to find their purpose, but I think what they're really looking for is their assignment. Mm-hmm. They want to find their purpose, but they're really looking for their assignment. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get so caught up in the assignment that when the assignment is done or the assignment changes, we then get confused about what our purpose was or what our purpose is. Yeah. And so for me, because of what I believe in, because of the faith that I have, um, who I have my faith in, not the faith, but who I have my faith in, um, my purpose, I believe, is to love God and love people. Okay. So serve God with all my heart, mind, and soul. Just really be in one, in tune with God, in alignment with God. Just oneness, you know, kind of like how Adam and Eve was experiencing in the Garden of Eden. But then now my dad also reflected through the love that I have for people. Yeah. And because I'm a new creation, right after believing in Jesus, like because I am a new creation, um, my purpose is now really expressed. Through the, those lenses, like everything that I do now, I'm it's purposeful because it's honoring these two things: yeah, to love God and to serve people mm. while I'm here. Mm-hmm. And now, my in that context of my purpose, which technically never changes, that purpose is set still, like it doesn't change no matter what I'm doing. My assignment is changing on a day to day because mm-hmm. I was once a college success coach at um, working in our school district, and I was a college advisor, and then I was. Um, now I'm working for Noble Sheep full time, mm-hmm. right? Those are assignments that I have. I was once single, then I got into a relationship. Now I'm married. Now I have kids. I'm assigned. Mm-hmm. I was assigned to my wife. Mm-hmm. My wife is assigned to me, and I'm assigned to the student, the kids that I have, yeah. that I've that I've you know birthed into. My wife has birthed to the world for us. And so when I think about my purpose, it's that. But then we heard something that somebody said this week that was so. Fire, and I got to give her a shout out because there's your purpose, there's your assignment. But then because if me and you have the same purpose, yeah. we still got our thumper has to be kind of made up on the world. Now, luckily, we, we have different personalities. Mm. And we were on the call with uh, this wonderful friend of ours, Nachiel Pullings. Or Nachiel, she just got married. So her, her first yeah. name is not Pullings. Last name is not Pullings. But anyway, shout out to Nachiel. But... You all, we were on the call with her, and she said that my personality has been anointed for my purpose. My personality is anointed for my purpose. And as she was saying that, I'm like, man, that is such a weighty statement to say. Because me and Jose, we can say that we have the same purpose, mm-hmm. right? But our personality within that purpose is what allows us to express that purpose differently and for it to be of value to the world. Right. And for it to be of value in the different assignments that we have. And so you may, you know, love God and love people, but your assignment is different than mine. You know, I love talking to students. I love going to the schools and sharing messages that will help them just be better and and make better decisions overall. Jose feels the same way. He loves doing that. But for you, you just might enjoy being a nurse and making a difference in the hospital, or you might enjoy being a bagger. Like whatever assignment that is for you, understand that through your purpose, your personality is anointed and expressed in a way that allows you to fulfill your assignments in a way that's honorable to God and yeah. honorable to who he's called you to be yeah. in that particular yeah. season and time. No, definitely for sure. Because if mm. someone was to look at Asley. And then look at Jose. Yeah. 
about eight years ago before I met you, people would see Asley as the guy on stage, mm-hmm. right? Because of his personality. Mm-hmm. Like, Asley is a... He knows no stranger. Um, <laughs> he celebrates everybody. You can put him on the spot and you, you're not going to um, embarrass him. Like, you know, different things like that. Like, mm. he's just that extroverted, lively, you know... Mm. Um, uh, what is it uh, called? The the circle of the party party. I, I mean, life of the party. Life of the party. Yeah, the life of the party. Like this, <laughs> that is this dude. And then if you look at me, I've always what before I met Ashley, and I said this in the previous episode. Mm. I was more quiet, shy, but I had a story to tell, mm-hmm. and I knew my voice carried mm. weight. But I never, if I was to compare myself to Ashley, I would have probably never put myself on stage. Mm. And there was a time where I was like, you know what, Ashley, what if you're like the person on mm-hmm. stage and I just run behind the scenes and yeah. I'm going to make you a household name yeah. and all of this, like, you know, rebrand mm. and things like that. Mm. And he's always been good at um, pulling out my strengths, but also like my gifts. Right. Yes. My gifts. That's the word. Right, right. <laughs> no, I feel you. I feel you. Um, and I think in that context, it's it's cool because we really get a chance to see the uniqueness mm. that God has established in all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? And, you know, when I think about, you mentioned the word identity, mm-hmm. you know, and like I used to find my identity and my validation and what I was doing, right? Yeah. What I, how I was trying to be promoted and all these things. I would try to get maybe these awards and accolades. But like my identity um, through what I believe in, it's very clear standard of who I am. Yeah. Like I'm the head and not the tail. I'm above mm-hmm. and not below, right? Like I am a child of God. Like there's so many things that's like reestablishing who I am that that is the identity that I can wrap myself in. Mm-hmm. You know, aside from any other circumstances that's going on around me, like I am blessed. Mm-hmm. Like I am blessed. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Mm-hmm. And I think that within that context, my identity is firm and it doesn't change. Mm-hmm. And I think through being aware of the personality tendencies that you have allows for God to continue to shine like the purpose through your assignment, it, which is extended through your personality. Yeah. But it's mm. all like a colorful. Say that again. It's, I don't know what I just said, <laughs> yeah, but, it's, yeah. but it's all a colorful. <laughs> it's all a colorful journey, though. And yeah. I think that's the adventure, man. That is the adventure <laughs> to where you get a chance to really, not so much like, be, um, like just really frozen. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times mm-hmm. when when people like don't know their purpose or feel like they don't know what they're called to do per se. Um, they really like just stay still and they really start like complaining and really hating what they're in and they just not, life is not enjoyable at that stage because you feel like you're missing out on something. Yeah. Right? Ooh. And I don't think, there's, yes, we may be missing out on certain things and we may feel like that, but that's still like us focusing on an event or a thing Mm -hmm. that hasn't happened yet. Mm. But what we do have and what we are thankful for, what we can be thankful for, is what we're becoming in the process of whatever happens. Mm-hmm. Because in my purpose, in honoring God serving, and serving people 
through the different assignments that he's given me, uh, my personality is still emerging, but it's still becoming. Yeah. Like I'm still becoming. It's almost like sanctification in a sense, right? But I'm still <laughs> to go to dive deep into that. But I'm I'm really it's the process of becoming. And I think as much as people want to find out like their next assignment, the first thing we should dive into is the identity that God called us to have. Yeah. As his children. Yeah. So like I guess more transparent moments for me. I feel like this podcast, I just, I, I'm being more transparent <laughs> than ever in my life. Um, so I once heard this quote, uh, actually whenever I had got sick and mm. I keep saying when I got sick, cause doctors didn't know what was going on. Y'all like, yeah. like I, I, I saw so many specialists a month, pain doctors, neurologists, just, um, mm-hmm. he came with me to, to get a MRI, like, like yeah. everything. Mm. And, um, but I heard a quote during that season that said that sometimes people only feel valuable when their gifts are on display. Mm. And during those moments where I was ill and dealing with health challenges, I wasn't able to show up as much as I used to for the students or for my friends or the people around me. Mm. Like I used to like people were used to me coming in and kind of shifting the room and the kind of being mm-hmm. the life of the party, but more on the introverted side, I only did it when I had <laughs> you people in the room, not just yes. with strangers. And in that season, I couldn't. And so then I started to feel purposeless mm. because my gifts were no longer on display. Mm-hmm. I was stuck. I was in bed most night, most days. Like I only got up, had the energy to go to the restroom, shower, and then get back in bed. Um, mm. And in that season, I felt purposeless. Mm. Because I didn't feel like I was my like I was able to live up to my personality or people's expectations yeah. mm. anymore. Mm. And so, what would you say to somebody right now who they just feel purposeless? Mm. Like they they know what they're supposed to do, but it's just they're in a hard season, right? right. Financially, maybe right. health wise. Mm. Um, the people that were supposed to be there for them aren't there. Mm. So, like, now they're kind of like, I know my purpose, but I just feel purposeless. Mm-hmm. It's, I would tell them, number one, I would ask them what their purpose is. Okay. Right? Because I think definitions are different for everybody, per se, mm-hmm. and they're very real. And so, for a person that's struggling with the purpose, um, if you're struggling now, that means you once felt like you had a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And I would ask like to describe, like, what did that sense of purpose feel like whenever mm-hmm. you were in that thing? Um, but my word of strong advice, not even advice, man, what, what worked for me, which is all I could speak on, was um, putting the foundation of my purposes is in something that's not changeable. Ooh. You get what I'm saying? So like Ooh. when I say my purpose is to love God, all heart, mind, soul, strength, and then turn around and love people mm-hmm. well, right? Love them as I, as I love myself. Like, no matter what's happening around me, every single day I can do that. Mm-hmm. Every single day I can be, like, I can be a person that loves the Lord with all heart, mind, yeah. soul, and strength. And I could be a person that loves people. Yeah, like, yeah. no matter what assignment I have, no matter where I'm at in life, no matter what I'm doing, what I'm, no matter what I'm not doing, like, that, those two options will always be available for me. Oh, my God. Regardless of the day. And which yeah. is why when I say my purpose is firm in something that's not changing, yes. like, as I'm 32 now, turning 32, 42, 52, 62, 72, 
yes, my assignments are going to change, but that's not changing. That's so good. That's not changing for me. I felt purposeless, mm. and I talked to Asley, and every time I talked to him, one, he was like one of the few people that never defined me by my health challenges. Like, mm-hmm. he never felt, I guess, he had sympathy, but he didn't feel sorry for me. He didn't allow me to just dwell yeah. in my circumstances, and I was like, I love to empower people, mm. and I can still do that from my bed. Yeah. And so I started blogging. I started a blog, um, mykeepingon.org, where I started blogging. It, it doesn't exist anymore, but <laughs> don't go look it up. But I started blogging and serving as encouragement for other guys dealing with chronic illnesses. Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of blogs for women, but not enough for guys. Yep. Then I had started a mm-hmm. virtual podcast. Mm-hmm. I had met this dude who was dealing with like six autoimmune diseases and all of that. And I was able to like to almost connect people, build a community for others, and then start empowering them with. Uh, I couldn't walk and get out, out leave my house mm. and be in front of people, but I could at least create a space virtually where I could still do that. And so right. my assignment changed, but my purpose never changed, right. despite of the circumstances right. that I was going through. Right. And that was the best thing I had ever done. Like it just gave me so much fulfillment. Mm. I was writing stories about just everything and it was mm. just a great season it ended up becoming a great season despite of the circumstances mm. and so <laughs> man as you're talking now like one of the things that i think helped me in really understanding the power of my purpose mm-hmm. but then also understanding the nuances of my assignment mm-hmm. and like how it's easy to interchange the two uh but if you can really just keep them kind of at bay, you'll understand what I mean in just a second. But you know, in the in the scriptures, man, when Jesus gets baptized by John the Baptist, mm-hmm. you know, the kind of like the dove is coming to him from heaven, like it's this really good moment that's confirming Jesus as the, the Almighty One, pretty much. But then the voice of God says that this is my son for who I love and who I'm well pleased. Now, this is before Jesus did anything. Uh, this is before like he, you know, died on the cross. This is before he resurrected. This is before he fulfilled the mission, uh, his assignment that he was here to do. But God was already well pleased with him. Yeah. God was already well pleased with him. And I think that just did so much for my soul because, man, if I'm a person that God has created, and if I am a person that really can take heed to who he is mm-hmm. and to know him and to enjoy him and to love him and to serve like apart from just him creating like he is well pleased in what he's created mm-hmm. in a sense right like he is well pleased with me just wanting to get to know him and keeping him as my first love mm-hmm. my only love mm-hmm. in retrospect to everything else that's happening in the world and I think that's when I understood that, like, man, my just per, my purpose is in that. I I knew that from Jesus' example with that. But then also too, Solomon. Yeah. Man, one of the things that really helped me with my purpose, man, was reading Ecclesiastes. And so Ecclesiastes is a book, you know, that that I don't know if the the author is confirmed per se, but most people think that Solomon wrote the book. And it goes like in a series of ways, but it's just person that has become really successful. Um, but and then just explains the what life is all about, you know. So he goes through these dark moments, then these rich moments, then these. Uh, he's just expressing kind of like the harsh, the pain, but also the beauty and existence and the few futility of life. Mm. But at the end of it, if this was supposed to be a king that experienced a lot. Why is this man above all? 
he says, man, like the whole purpose, the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. Hmm. And if you know anything about his commandments, first five are about loving God. The other five are about loving people. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? And it's like, we can do that at any time. We can do that with no matter what we have. Yeah. And that doesn't change. And so when I found out, I'm like, whoo, <laughs> Lord, this is my purpose. But now, talk to us about our assignments, though. Like, <laughs> talk to me about your assignment and how, when you've had to change assignments, how hard was it for you to detach your identity from that assignment? Yeah. I mean, I think about school assignments, right? Like, <laughs> like a lot of us, we wait till last minute mm. to turn in an assignment. And mm. it's usually for a class that we're not really fond of. Like, yeah. we don't like that class. If it was a class that you loved, like, you'd probably get that homework done immediately, that assignment mm. done, whatever. But, like, usually we put things to the back burner. And I feel like um, in regards to, like, submitting assignments late, I do believe that delayed obedience is still disobedience. Mm. And what I mean by that is a lot of times we know what we're supposed to do. But we feel like we have to wait until our circumstances are in the right place. Mm. Things are perfect. Things are falling together for us to be able to like now walk mm. forward. Um, because we all want a sense of security. As human beings, we all want yeah. a sense of security. Yeah. We want safety, a sense of belonging. We want to be able to just feel like we're part of something important. Yes, yes. But a lot of times when it comes to leadership, you're going to have people are counting on you. I used to wear a bracelet from Zimbabwe that one of my friends gave mm. me because it reminded me like nations are waiting on your obedience. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. people are waiting mm. on you because there's something about you. Mm. There's the gifts, your assignment, your purpose, your personality that people want that exact you, you being or being you, whatever, mm. however, however you say it, that nobody else can replicate. Mm. And I had to be reminded of that. Yes, there's thousands of youth motivational speakers, but Jose, somebody is looking for your exact voice, mm. your exact story, your exact skin tone, your exact, the way you dress. Like people are looking mm. for that exact to bring us. We actually just got a call um, last week or somebody completed our booking form and they're like, I picked y'all because I needed y'all to look like the students. Mm. Y'all, we are flying over like six states because they needed us our personality the way we were the way we look mm. all of that for that particular audience mm. i'm sure there were hundreds of of other speakers closer mm. and a more um 10 mile radius 30 mile radius mm. even an 80 mile radius we're far beyond that we're in florida this is in the midwest but i'm saying that because when your assignment <laughs> i forgot the question it was just uh, oh uh, yeah transition okay so when it comes to your assignment obviously right now where you are you need to be able to do that with excellence mm. even if you don't like your job even if you don't um, like the school the class that you're taking mm. our job y'all is to still be able to do that with excellence because like I got into acting couple um years ago mm. and they used to say Jose whatever audition you're doing you're really auditioning for the next audition. Like, if you're there in that room, more than likely, you probably already got the job. Mm. But there's people in the room 
you're auditioning for the next audition. So it's never like, oh, okay, this is the last one. I'm going to do that. It's like, no, people are always watching. People are always mm. listening. People are always counting on you. And so people can tell like, oh, this person is not giving it 100%. Mm-hmm. They're just doing average. Mm. And so in the assignment that you're currently in, y'all, do it with excellence because I promise you that that's what's going to elevate you to the mm. next thing. The skills that you're going to learn while doing the job that you hate, you're mm. going to be able to still use for a different job. The people that you meet there, mm. like I always tell people like, hey, you got this job, but you never know. You might only be in that position for three months because the person mm. that comes up to your desk might have mm. the exact dream job mm. that you're looking for that after three months. And so don't get too comfortable. I was actually just telling a, a mentor of mine. Mm. Um, she was a teacher in high in leadership now. She's a principal. And I was telling her, don't get too comfortable because she knows there's more for her. Mm. And so I, I remember whenever I was getting ready to transition out of my nine to five, I didn't know when it was going to be my last day. But what I started mm. doing months in advance was preparing for my last day. And I still kept the right attitude. So I started, um, I typed out a uh, employee handbook mm-hmm. for the next person. I wanted that whoever came in Jose's position had everything that they mm-hmm. needed. I- exactly from where they needed to park, who they needed, they needed to introduce themselves to, mm-hmm. like, you know, different things like that. And I started cleaning out my office. Mm-hmm. I started making it organized. I started making sure that all the files were ready because as soon as this assignment ended, I wanted to get up mm-hmm. and be ready to go and not have to, like, stay behind another week or things like that. And you know what's interesting? Because, um, you know, lucky... F- I wouldn't even say lucky for you, but in <laughs> your... In your And it's timing for you. Mm-hmm. Um, your assignment did change. Yeah. But then there may be some who assignments has never changed. Right. But right. I think yeah. within that, all the preparation that you did, all the stuff that you were getting ready for, um, if that if you needed that um concept or I think that that thought as a way for you to stay motivated, I think that's more than good. But that the the, the foundation of that is excellence, mm-hmm. but that excellence is rooted in loving God. Mm-hmm. But then also serving people, yeah, because yeah. you wanted to make the opportunity the best for the next person, mm-hmm. and then you also still wanted to serve the people that you were around the best, as well as the students you were working with. Mm-hmm. And so, even if you may feel like you're not in the assignment right now, that still doesn't change a purpose for okay. you to be able to love people really well, mm-hmm. as you, as we ought to. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. one of the things you you mentioned about obedience that I, I'm just reminding now of why, like, I love. That scripture so much that I mentioned about God being well pleased, God was well pleased, but it was through Jesus' obedience mm-hmm. because they had to do it in a way that fulfilled the prophecy of what was was happening, what was said many years ago. You know, um, John the Baptist and, and Jesus were able to fulfill some of those prophecies in that moment. And so I think even in that obedience, the Lord is well pleased. And so I think for me, when I think about my purpose, when I think about uh, my assignment, it's all out of obedience. Yes, yes. Because yes. when it's time to move, when it's time to shift, um, I want to make sure I'm in an obedient way mm-hmm. and not um, just just doing it because I, I can. You get what I'm saying? I I get you one thousand percent. But if I do, I- if I if I do, uh, don't you know? If I do move, whatever, bro, we serve such a powerful God that He can redirect us at any moment. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, and so, like, that's why there's so much freedom, man, and joy. And yeah. I think how we're 
choosing to live. Yeah. Okay, so mm. I know this. We got to go into part two for this. We got to cut up this episode for <laughs> sure. But before we cut cut up this episode, episode three, y'all. Thank y'all mm. for tuning in. Anyways, uh, like first of all, thank you. Um, before we close out mm. episode three, what do you say to somebody who's fulfilling an assignment? Yeah. But they feel they don't feel appreciated mm. in that assignment. Mm. Like I know far too many people who's like, mm. I'm doing this because I know I'm supposed to, but I don't feel appreciated. I'm not compensating enough. It's not what I thought it was gonna be mm. when I took this position. Like all of that, and now they're becoming miserable in that, right? And like showing up to work or showing up to wherever the assignment mm-hmm. is. It might be a volunteering thing. That could be an assignment mm-hmm. for your mentorship. I think, like, what do you say to somebody who shows up, but not because they get to now, it's because they have to. Mm. And it's all because of they don't they, they haven't gotten a thank you. Because like you say, serving people. You've served a lot of people right. and you haven't gotten thank yous all the time. Right. And I, I think <sighs> getting a thank you or not getting a thank you shouldn't change how I move. But it, that's hard. It is. It is. But it's. it's I think it's. It's maturity at the same time, Ooh. because we have to be mindful of the what's what's feeding our tank. Mm. What's feeding our tank? What what is feeding my tank to move? Is it that people love me and they appreciate me and they they want to see me there? But what about when that changes and people don't want to see you there? They don't like you and they don't want you to be there. But you know, you still there's still something a conviction that you have to remain there to mm-hmm. be able to do what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I think you have we have to be careful of what's feeding our drive to move, because if it's based on any like circumstantial thing outside of like our values and things that are not going to change, then we're going to be stuck, bro. It's going to be a tough time. It's going to be a tough time because it's not supposed to be easy. You know what I'm saying? It's not like the the journey of purpose, the journey of your assignment is not going to be easy. And a lot of times it's not going to be pleasing. Mm. But whatever's not easy and usually whatever's not pleasing is worthwhile mm. in the long run. In the long run. So. Yeah, but I'm only 32 though. I'm only 32, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm just a day. I'm only 32. Yeah, but you're so wise. Day 29. Like, I mean, always, we're babies, dog. But Ashley always uh, challenges me and reminds me of my why. Because there's times where Jose doesn't mm. uh, feel like giving it his all, or um, or it's there's just things, and Ashley's always like, "But why are you doing it? Like, mm. why did you say yes in the first place?" Yeah. You said yes. Mm. No one forced you. And it's like, oh, man, you're right. And I got to get back to the true motivation behind why I'm doing it. And even though the circumstances in that moment may be something that mm. I'm like, ah, I just want to quit, give up. But I'm always reminded I have to be a man of my word. If I commit mm. to this, I'm going to do it regardless. Mm. And I got to show up. There's so much power in showing up. And we talk about that in the Power Up Airlines. Mm. Man, I... In, in talking about our assignments as well, there's a verse that's very comforting for me. And it's in Ecclesiastes, but it says, you know, whatever you find your hands to do, mm. do with all your might. Mm. Do with all your might. And I think in our assignments, 
in times, like there are there is freedom for us to choose like what we can do. Mm-hmm. You know, because yes, for me, I know without a shadow of a doubt uh, that my season was was up in certain places, but like still it's whatever I find my hand to do, do with all of my might. And that is regard because we're we're only in this for a short period of time, bro. Mm-hmm. We're only in it for a short period of time. And like mm-hmm. you said, you want to, at the end of the day, you want to hear well done, good and faithful servant. Mm-hmm. Well done, good, faithful servant. Faithfulness in times of greatness, mm-hmm. in times of toughness, mm-hmm. in times of hardships, in times of joy, in times of plenty, in times of lack, mm-hmm. faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Servant. I'm stewarding. Something that's not mine in a sense, but I'm a I'm a good servant for it mm-hmm. because the gifts, the things that we believe that we have, aren't just aren't for us. They're for other people. Like yeah. we were, we were, we are here to be a blessing to others. Yes, you used to always say, Bruh. "Have you ever seen the tree eat its own fruit?" Bruh, we are here to be a blessing to others. So I think in that purpose, in that assignment. You, we all will have convictions mm-hmm. in terms of what our assignment should be and when it's time to leave. Yeah, because um, I mean, even in your vows, you started off talking about your marriage, right? And mm-hmm. your vows is like, till death do us apart mm-hmm. in sickness and in health. For and so, like, for rich or for poor, rich or poor, like all of those states. Yeah, yeah. And so, I think, mm. same, I think we should. Any assignment from here on out that we mm. take on that is in alignment with our purpose, we should make a vow mm. to it. Mm. <laughs> we should make a vow to it. And yes, there'll be circumstances and times in life where you'll have to make mm. that decision to depart. Just don't do it prematurely. Just make sure you're not departing from your assignment prematurely. But when you know that you know that you know that, hey, this mm. assignment is over. Take that leap of faith. And I promise you there's something greater on the other side mm. of taking that leap of faith. But And just because it's greater doesn't mean it's not less painful. Ooh. <laughs> not. That's good. Right? Because. Yeah. Because to whom much is given, much is going to be required. But I mean, in any transition and season that you had, in any adjustment, like, bro, there is some toil, toil mm-hmm. behind it. There is some pain behind it. There is like new things that you have to learn. There's new things that you have to do. There's new places, new spaces. There's all these different emotions, feelings that can come with that. Um, having to let go of, of some of the things you were used to. Like, there's mm-hmm. so many things that happen, but it's necessary mm-hmm. for growth. Mm-hmm. You know, and the best uh, way that I can relate it back. Is for me, you know, we we're talking about health earlier, and it's through working out. Mm-hmm. The only way my muscles can physically grow, at least from what I've experienced, is through continuing to put on more resistance. Yeah, more resistance day in and day out. No matter what muscle part I'm doing, make sure I have the adequate amount of sets and reps. Doing the same thing, workouts. Also, sometimes switching it up in seasons, but like the resistance part is key for me to grow. And so, if I have to expect that for my body to grow, why would I expect that? What would I expect something different in my assignments? Mm-hmm. Mm. That's good. Why would I expect something different and sometimes just plug plugging into my purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a resistance to try to stay the same. There is a resistance to stay stuck in your race. There is a resistance to not grow. There is a resistance to not uh, to just feel like, oh man, I've lived all this way. I don't have to 
this discipline doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, y'all, when your assignment mm-hmm. gets tough, there's only one thing you're going to do. <laughs> Power up. Power <laughs> up. <laughs> yes, yes. But we thank y'all so much for tuning in to episode three on the Power Up podcast. And one more time, Jose, when, when life, life gets, gets tough, tough, Power Up. up.